Welcome to Awakening Divine Wildness, hosted by inspirational speaker and best-selling author, Mal Duane. Mal invites you to embrace your divine wildness with powerful conversations with visionary women. Listen in and learn how to move from pain and heartache to forgiveness and freedom so you can live the life you deserve. tell you this week I am so excited about my guest. There are angels on earth and I'm so honored to have this young woman share time with us and I know it's going to be just a sacred experience for the listeners. This week's guest is Tara Travis. She's a wealth and leadership mentor, a certified master coach, and CEO of her own business. Tara has been leading heart-centered, visionary women in business into their spiritual and financial liberation for over a decade. Her mentoring has helped hundreds of women around the globe activate their feminine power, leadership, and wealth creation gifts so they can receive divine compensation in exchange for doing meaningful, deeply transformational work in the world. She was recognized as the Female Entrepreneur of the Year in 2014 and Mentor of the Year in 2016. So we know that this lady's got her act together and she knows what she's doing. But Tara today is going to share how she got there. And every woman that's been on this show has had a journey with deep challenges that they've had to overcome. And she's going to enlighten us how she overcame her challenges, and the inner work she did to heal. So Tara, bless you. I know how busy you are, and I'm so honored that you're fitting us in. I'm so honored to be here with you, and thank you so much for opening your heart and your audience. And I look forward to sharing with my audience um, this conversation that's so needed, especially in times like these. Yes. You know, there's, there's so much talk out there right now all the all the bad behavior is being brought to the light so that it can be rectified that's really what's going on this is a positive movement it's not a bad movement and I've read your story I know what you have gone through personally as as a child and and what you've had to overcome so Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to ask you to share as much as you're comfortable with sure 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 so um You know, when we see leaders, we see inspirational leaders that are leading a movement or making a difference in the world, you know, we're enamored by that transformation, but it's rare that we really hear the behind the scenes of what created that inspiration to begin with. And all of us have different journeys, but I know this particular conversation is a journey that many of us have gone through. Too many of us have gone through to the place where it's an epidemic, and that's why there's the hashtag Me Too movement that's going on. And so, um, you reached out to me because you read a Facebook post where I was sharing my two journey. Now, a lot of people, I mean, what, how many do you even think have shared at this point between Twitter and Facebook and everywhere? And then most of it, you know, 
it's a wonderful platform for women to be able to maybe for the first time ever share what's happened to them in terms of, um, you know, sexual abuse. Um, and most of the time, what I've been seeing is just, you know, we celebrate them for having the courage to be able to share, but it's almost like they're sharing the experience and they just leave it there. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, where's the healing after that? And so my particular post was sharing the trauma that I went through, but also sharing how I was able to really turn that into gold and how we can take our mess and really allow it to serve our message, how we can take our pain and allow it to serve our purpose. And so the story begins before I was ever born. And that was uh, when I was in my mother's womb, I had a, my mother was married to my father and she had two previous children from her two children from her previous marriage. So I had a 13 year old older, I had a 13 years uh, old sister that was living in the home with my mother and my father. My father was my sister's stepfather. And one night my father got her drunk and made like set, made her perform sexual, um, favors, <laughs> um, for him. And obviously she was 13 years old. This is absolutely unacceptable in every way, shape or form. And my sister kept this a secret because she knew that if she told my mother, my mother would abort me. Now at two years old, my mother and father had a divorce. Um, every, all the secrets came out and it landed my mother in a mental institution. My mother was manic depressive, bipolar all my life. She was emotionally withdrawn all my life. I just remember being alone. Um, and here I am that my innate nature, my purpose on, in the world is to shine and to be seen and to stand out. And so, you know, I didn't even have that with my, with my own mother. And so, um, like, but the story doesn't, the story doesn't stop there. It's not, this is the victim of what happened. And it doesn't even stop there. You know, that was before I was even born. But when I was in my early teens, probably about 13, 14 years old, I remember being on the playground and just hanging out. You know, that's kind of where you didn't have anywhere to go. So the teenagers hung out. And I remember two boys. Well, they weren't boys. They were older than me. They were about 17 years old. Two boys grabbed me by my hands and my feet and dragged me into the apartment, ready to rape me. The sheer look of terror on my face signaled to one of the boys, like it scared him, whatever it is. I believe I had angels. I believe I had luck, whatever it is. Thank God um, that I was spared, but it freaked him out. And he was like, oh, we were just kidding. And the other guy wasn't kidding. He saw the look of that. This one saw the sheer look of terror on my face and it kind of woke him up like, oh, crap, what am I doing? And so he let go of he let go of me. And so I was able to, you know, run from the other person and run. And I never, you know, I never, ever, ever shared that story ever, ever in my life. 
Um, I was shame. I felt very shameful. I felt confused. I felt like, did I like, is, was this my fault? Because one of the guys I knew and I had a really big crush on him. And I guess that meant he felt like he had permission to come and just violate me. Um, and then in terms of my relation, you know, this whole thing around my father, whom I love very much, who I live 10 minutes away from, who I, you know, it's been a journey, but, um, you know, I think that women want to protect these men and these, the family members of all the dirt and they want to hide it and they want to make it secret and they want to keep it shush, shush, shush. And these are just the things that happen. But, you know, that's why the Me Too movement is being um, spread by wildfires because, like, let's blow the whistle. And yes, this did happen in my family. And it created so much devastation in my family. It divided my mother and my sister. My sister did not, you know, my sister was ended up, she ended up having to go move in with my mother's aunt and my mother's aunt raised her. And I was raised basically as a, as a only, I was raised as an only child. Um, and so I was separated from my family because of all of this. And my mother to this day still blames my father for everything and my sister still has a lot of healing to do around that i've dedicated my life's work and service to you know healing and deep transformational work and transcending transcending our pain to our purpose um because what we put what we give to the light you know darkness can be dispelled and so i've made it my life's mission to liberating women and i do that through leadership and wealth mentorship and coaching but um unfortunately there's too much there's a there's a lot of trauma that women are still dealing with um that actually shows up in the area of their money and their leadership and their visibility in all these different areas that i'd love to chat with you about because it doesn't just affect you that way it affects you for those of you that are women leaders trying to make a difference in this world and you're trying to figure out why it's not working for you it holds them back it's terrible yes you know when they have a trauma you've done the healing work but many women don't and they get stuck in the trauma and it absolutely stops them from living their lives from stepping up into their divineness from creating what they want to create so tell me how, first of all, you, you said, you know, when those two young men grabbed you, you mm -hmm. never told the story, you felt shame, you felt guilt. You said, you were thinking, I brought this on myself. And that's the yeah, standard reaction that, that yeah. women have. What did I do <laughs> to cause this crap? You didn't right, do right. a thing. So how did you heal that wound? My, it wasn't even just that wound, you know, it was the perpetual dysfunction of my family mm -hmm. uh, that created so much um, separation and division. You know, one of the things that I believe every, every girl, little girl should have is the affirmation of their worth from their parents. Like, if there is a safe space for little girls, it should be with their mothers and their fathers that are reminding them how beautiful they are, how worthy are, how, how worthy they are, how smart they are, how valuable they are, how talented and brilliant they are. But instead, um, we, you know, some of us 
did not have that benefit. And I'm so grateful for that. I, and I envy those of you that have had that, you know, that's so beautiful. And, and that, that is to be celebrated and passed on generation to generation, but there should be that safe place. And so I didn't have that at all. Um, and it was, it was and when I became pregnant at the age of 18 years old with my fiance at the time, um, who I thought was the love of my life. And this was, you know, we were engaged to be married. And, you know, at the time I was living a very self-destructed lifestyle, a lot of partying, very unconscious. Again, I didn't have boundaries. I didn't have any really great mirror reflection to remind me of who I am and what my worth was. So I basically just, you know, was very self-destructive. Then I met this guy who, for the first time in my life, gave me that affirmation, gave where I felt like, oh, wow, I'm seen, I'm heard, I'm valued, I'm loved. And then he left. He, aban he abandoned me and our unborn child when I was just a few months pregnant. And that was the journey of my spiritual awakening. That was when I finally woke up. That was when I was like, God, universe, if you're real, I need you to help me in my life, help me get my life together. And I promise you, I will dedicate my life in service to you the, the remainder of my day. So I made a contract with the universe that we're in, if you if we get come into partnership together and you help me figure this thing called life out, <laughs> I promise, I promise, I will be the light. I will be the light, and I and I have, and and that contract meant that I was committed, willing, and ready, and dedicated to doing the inner work, gaining the psychological, emotional, and spiritual healing necessary to heal my mind, to heal my heart, to explore my consciousness, my psycho psychology, and many different modalities um, to be able to bring that healing. And it wasn't something that happened overnight. It was many, many, many years. And you know what? Our growth is an evolution journey. It's from, you know, one phase of growth to the next phase of growth. But I'm not, I'm no longer attached to the pain or the prison of the past. Like that, that was let go that, that day when I was like, I came into that place of sacred surrender. And, and that's really important to those of you that are listening that want the key to liberation. You know, it's, it's the willingness to let go. It's the willingness yes. I've been working on. I actually have, you know, little notes from yesterday and I was writing, what are the, what are the laws of willingness that I teach my clients? And one of the things that I wrote down was the willingness to let go and the willingness to surrender. Um, and that doesn't mean give up. It means gaining actually, um, a far superior strength beyond your own understanding and strength because you know when we surrender and i know you will get this there's a divine will that then yes. comes through we're yes. no longer working from the will of our personality and our yes. ego now a greater will yes than anything we've ever known is allowed yes. to shine through yeah and that's, that's what happened so good. god's will so came good. through yeah wasn't and, your and will anymore it's the big I guy's will I love that. And that's exactly what happened is I had to have the willingness to let go of what was no longer working for me. And what was no longer working for me was my self-destructive habits and pain and habitual, you know, that whole chaos. 
what, what I had to let go of was control because I, I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. That's why I needed help. But I, and also the willingness to surrender where I surrender my will, just like you said, to a higher, greater divine purpose and will that has the highest, best good in mind beyond what I could ever think, dream, or even imagine. And then finally, the willingness to receive. So it's letting go, surrendering, but also having the willingness to receive what's next. And that's, and so step by step, I was given, you know, where to go, who to connect with, how to be supported. And it was this continual evolution on my path that continued to be brighter and brighter and brighter and greater and greater and greater, where I was able to be a contribution and not a statistic. (laughs) That's the miracle. Yes. That's the miracle. Yes. And, And that's what is so important about the conversations we're having is that it's not that difficult if we get out of our own way. Yes. Put the ego down, put the fear yes. down yes. and trust in that surrender. And there was a very key point here. You said not only did you surrender, but you allowed yourself to receive, yes. to allow yes. that guidance to come through, to be led delicately yes. in more empowering choices. Yes, yes. And that's not only the the key wisdom to master first in your own personal life, in your own psychology and heart and soul and healing journey, but this is also the same laws of willingness that I'm teaching my high-level clients, you know, in the area of giving themselves permission, that willingness to receive more abundance and greatness and ease and joy in their lives because we've been programmed by patriarchy to struggle and to hide and to be quiet and to not stand out and to not shine so bright and to not be all of this amazing greatness and goodness and brilliance and talents and femininity and even sensuality because, oh, you're going to tempt people. Oh, you're going to, you know, you're too much. You're too loud. No, that's divine (laughs) wildness, honey. That's what this is all about. Divine wildness. Yeah, yeah. And we all have it. So it's time for us as women to reclaim that wild woman, like you say, but not like wild out of order, but like reclaim the divine feminine essence of who we really are, which is brilliant, which is talented, which is gorgeous. Like that's not prideful. That's actually like there's nothing praiseworthy about you not showing up in the world in the fullness of who you are. It's a disservice for you not to show up in your brilliance, in your glory, in your talent, and really own that, not from the space of ego, but from the space of courageous confidence that you know who you are and you know why you're here and that there is a greater purpose for your life and you are here to be of the highest service to others. That's powerful and that's feminine. What's so wonderful about this is that when we do show up in our full divine feminine power, we are contributors. Now we expand our contribution Yes. in our businesses, in our relationships, in our community, yes. globally. I mean, now we really touch people in such a meaningful and uplifting and inspiring way. That's what it's about. Yes, yes, so true. It's so, so true. And 
You know, when I began a coaching mentorship relationship with my clients, we begin on their psychology of money because how you do money is very much how you do everything, especially as it pertains to a woman. You will never see a man worried about or thinking like this. What will they think of me if I show up like this? What will they think of me if I charge this much? They're not going through those kind of conversations. We're the ones that are having this conversation. What will they, people think of me if I show up and tell my truth? What will people think of me if I charge this month much? What will people think of me if, you know, if I become visible? Because honestly, it's that ancestral, all of our ancestors that were burned at the stake and raped and tortured and suppressed and oppressed, that's where that psychic you know, oppression comes from that keeps us as women from really powerfully shining in our light and in our glory. And so when I'm able to really zero in and use money, because with women, money very much, they women attach their self-worth and value very much to monetary. And men don't do that. And obviously money is not the metric for our inherent worth. Okay, I want to be very clear. Money is not a metric for inherent worth. But if you are a, a transformational leader, a speaker, author, messenger, change agent, consultant, business owner, and you know you're in service to a higher calling and to be of service to humanity, then it's really, really important for you to get this right. To get this right. And and that's where all the stuff comes up. It also comes up when we're ready to make a next quantum leap to the next evolution of our success. And usually it's the same childhood wounds that keep coming up in a different form. And it's important that we have the right guides, leaders, and trusted advisors and coaches and leaders that can really hold the sacred space for that and have the skill set and the qualification to support us in transforming and transcending those things so that we can be liberated. So how do you get the women that you work with to rewrite the script that's been going on in their head from the domestication that they had as a child about mm -hmm. you know, living small, be quiet, yes. don't ask for too much. You know, we're conditioned to be givers and not receivers. We give right. so much that we drain ourselves completely and then we become ineffective. So right. How do you get your clients to rewrite all that programming in their heads? Yes, such a great question. The first step is awareness. And that's through my coaching methodology is bringing them to a level of awareness. It's yes. where like, oh, well, they can finally see for the first time. Some, they come to me already knowing you know, where they are, but maybe they still need some more insight into what they know is not working for them. But the others are not even consciously aware that this script has been playing since childhood. And so the first step is the awareness, bringing them into an awareness. And that's done through the process of coaching, you know, coaching them to that space of awareness, being a mirror and reflection so that they can have the space to finally see and hear for themselves the script that's been running on, on autoplay that they haven't even been aware of that's been sabotaging their success. Now, once I can bring my client into a space and place of awareness, then I can coach her and give her the invitation and show her that she has permission to choose a different story, to choose a different script, to rewrite that. And so there's a very specific process that I, a very intuitive process, 
uh, because I don't feel like deep transformation is going to be, you know, is really, uh, thank God for therapy. And I don't work with women that need therapy, but because this is coaching, right. taking where you are to where you want to be, not not the pain of the past. Right. And if you do need to recover from the pain of the past, I highly recommend women seeking out a professional therapist. But for those that have been on this journey, that's been doing the work and they're ready to take where they are to the next level, that's where coaching comes in. But there's still stuff that comes up, even in our, in our clients. And so the first step is awareness. The second step is choice. The, the power to choose. No, I would say, no, that's not even true. The first is awareness. The second is willingness. Because you have the awareness, wow, I have the awareness that what I'm currently doing is sabotaging my success. Also, what I'm not doing that I should be doing is sabotaging my success because of this old programming. Now I have the choice. Do you have the willingness? Yes. This is what I call a soul resolve. Mm -hmm. A soul, this is what I call a soul resolve. A soul resolve is when you have the willingness to no longer suffer and deal with what you have been tolerating anymore. Love but it. there's another step to willingness. You have to be willing and committed to doing whatever it takes to transcend this issue for a solution. So awareness, but then willingness. Where are you on the gauge of your willingness? And you just made a very important point. If we really put our soul behind our growth, Yes. And, and, it, and we really want this transformational experience. We need to be able to take and do, uh, do whatever it takes. Yes. We've got to be all in. Lean yes. in 100%. Your love has to be greater than your fear. You've got to. Your love and commitment to your soul's evolution and success and growth has to be greater than your fear. Yes. And I love A Course in Miracles. One of my favorite lessons in A Course in Miracles is your good intentions are not enough. Your willingness is everything. Your willingness is everything for any transformation you could ever think, dream, or even imagine is possible. It starts there. That willingness opens the door to then for you to choose differently. And that's when I can go into repatterning their minds and their scripts and their thoughts. And, and, and then we can start creating new habits and creating new rituals and practices. Because let's be real, like, you know, here's a, one of the other things that I'm really passionate about is A Course in Miracles says that a miracle is simply a shift in per perception from yes. fear to love. So if you can have a radical shift, a miracle, when you shift from fear to love. So my mastery and brilliance is bringing people from fear to love and from out of the illusions of fear and scarcity into abundance. Love so it. that they can choose to do, so they can choose to see and do things differently from now on. Now you talk then about strategy, then we can do strategy, but I'm not even going to begin to do strategy with the woman until we soul and psychology and spirit comes first, then strategy. Now you become a divine feminine leader. Um, you mentioned intention and I love intention. And I talk about intention a lot with the women I serve. Women seem to think that, well, oh, I have this goal. I want to do this. I write it down. And to me, Tara, goals are weak. Right. They're, they have no vibration. They have no depth. 
But right. when we practice intention, I always feel that intention comes from our soul. Yeah. And it actually puts out a wave of yes. energy that attracts what we need to yes. fulfill the intention. Yes, so good. So goals with soul are like our sacred intentions and decrees that and sacred contracts that we make with ourselves and with the universe that's able to reset rewire um and rewrite our our destiny Mm -hmm. from the old script to who we really are which is our divine self which is nothing missing nothing broken whole and complete no matter where you've been no matter what's happened to you remembering that nothing happens to you it can ultimately happen for you because all things are working together for your highest good or it happens through you allow that to be so i know things happen through us yes and everything that happens even the ugly the painful it's all part of our soul expansion it's here to educate us and to bring us to a higher level Yes. And if we can understand that these challenges, like the challenges you had as a young woman, I battled addiction, um, Mm. self-condemnation, failed relationships. All of those things had a purpose. And every single one of them has brought me to a higher level in my life, including becoming a you know a student in the course of miracles yeah i've been doing that for about 30 years oh that's wonderful i didn't know we shared that in common no and i love it i think it is such a wonderful spiritual foundation and teaching yeah uh, for people it takes all that fear-based patriarchy out it takes the dogma of religion out because religion i mean depending on the way you're raised but i was raised as a catholic so Mm -hmm. you know you're you're taught at a very young age about sin and punishment yeah and that you know god is up there and he's watching you and if you do something wrong with with the course of miracles and many of the other teachers yogananda and yogi bhajan and some of the others it's that's god is in here yes always in here Yes. Always I accessible. That. I love that. I don't know if you know this, but I used to be like a major Christian evangelist. <laughs> and, no, I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah, that yes. was my former career before yeah. I came into coaching. Yeah. And so, I mean, I used to literally preach and teach the gospel on Trinity Broadcasting Network and international national television and speak mm-hmm. on stages to like thousands of people at a time. And I was really being groomed in that. And the last message I preached from the stage was step outside the box. And I I left the church uh, system. I didn't leave my faith. I transcended in a way where it was like, okay, now the coach, I'm so grateful for the coaching and the self-help movement because here I was being taught you, you are a, a sinner. You were born into sin. You're like, you are a sin sinner you're born in this sin like you need a savior which you know i still have a relationship with christ but it's evolved it's so much oh and it's, it's not so fear-based liberating it- and free without fear-based um yeah. dogma and um so anyways that's a fun fact about me that i don't know if you knew about no i didn't but that's when the coaching industry trickled its way over to the east coast around 2008 um you know my coach training was like you were born great. 
And I was like, but my theology says I was born into sin. And I'm like, you know, like on my way to hell. And this is like, and then I was like, you know what? There's scripture and there's universal spiritual laws, even in scripture that confirm and affirm that I am was born great. It's just that man really focused on the patriarch or the patriarchy control to control the people and oppress and suppress women, you know, brought their spin on it and really focused on um, the fear-based angle of it. And But really, there's so much life-giving scripture that actually supports that we were born great, you know? And um, anyways, it's just so beautiful to be able to unravel that. And this is the time where so many of us are awakening into consciousness. We're elevating into consciousness and we are we are being the light. We are being the change we, which we uh, see in the world. And we are claiming our own paths to spirituality, um, not to where one way is the is the monopoly on on the answers to the universe. <laughs> like how can you even do that? We are waking up, girl. Well, time has just flown through this I know. conversation. Just we we so can we can much, go three hours so doing much, this. You know so much. I would love you to um, tell people where they can reach you, the audience, how to how to reach Tara Travis and um, your web you, where your website is. Sure, and, yeah. sure. Well, um, I'm very personal. I'm one of the leaders that actually builds relationships and connections online. So you can always find me on Facebook, Tara L. Travis or Tara Travis, my public page. And then my website is taratravis.org, and there is where you can read. My Hall of Fame client success stories of women around the world who have launched into their divine purpose and received divine compensation in exchange for them being the brilliant, glorious, talented leaders that they were really born to be and let go of the fear for good. Well, you know what, girl? I know you're living your purpose. You are lit up. You are a shining light. And it, it just, and I'm just moved. Aww, what you so you're much. doing and how you're elevating women consciously. It's wonderful. Aww, Bless thank you. Thank you so much. And I just find so much honor and gratitude for who you are in the world and what you stand for. And I love the movement. And you've been on, you've you've been in this industry for a long time. You're a seasoned woman. You know who you know who you are. You know what your gifts are in the world. And I'm just so grateful to have this connection, this heart to heart connection. And thank you so much for allowing me to share a part of my life that I haven't shared a lot of publicly, um, but I do a lot privately. And so thank you so much for allowing me to venture and dive into some areas that that were hard and yet there's there's so much light on the other side of that and so may everyone that's listening here give themselves permission i want to say one final thing and that is that your the pain of your past doesn't disqualify you for leadership if anything it does qualify you for your calling in this world so never allow the pain of your past um to to make you feel like you 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 you're disqualified it's this completely opposite of the real truth that is what qualifies you if you're willing to transcend that beautiful i love it and we've both done that dear yes we have yes we have and elevating women yes. and saying you have permission to rise with us let's yes. let's rise we're rising together 
And, and that is the new conversation of thought leadership is, is this connection and collaboration, which I'm being very intentional on being more connected and, and collaborating with other women leaders because we need each other now more Thanks. than ever. And Absolutely. I'm so grateful for you and this space. Thank you. So thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Bless you, dear. Bless you. Thanks for listening to Awakening Divine Wildness. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and please leave a favorable review at iTunes. Be sure to visit Malduane.com for Mal's six-part video series, Heal Your Wounded Heart and Reclaim Your Worth.